Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans this morning with another message from the Holy Spirit. Today being October the 5th, today, October 5th, 2020. Today is Monday. The time is 10, 10 a.m. We glorify him today. We magnify him. We exalt him and we lift him up, Lord Jesus. Without you, we can do nothing. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you that we can open our mouths and praises to you. We thank you for the voice, our voice. We thank you that we are in our sound mind. And Father, whoever's going to receive this, this message, the songs from you, God, I pray that they will take heed to your word and not just be a hearer, but doer of your word in the name of Jesus. That goes for all of us, including myself, Father God. You are the teacher, Father God. Teach me to listen to your voice, to be sensitive to your voice in the name of Jesus. Father God, I rebuke every distraction in the name of Jesus this morning. Father God, bring clarity to us in the name of Jesus. And so here comes, we're going to ring the bell. Someone told me the other day they didn't hear the bell ring. And so... Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all our iniquities and who healeth all our diseases. We pray, Lord God, that whomever is hearing this, this message this morning, if there's sickness in, in their body, I ask you, God, to touch, touch their body right now, Father God, if they need peace of mind. I ask you to give them peace of mind in the name of Jesus. Father God, if they are depressed, I ask you to lift them up in the name of Jesus. Father God, you are the comforter. You are the God of comfort. I ask you to comfort us in the name of Jesus. I bless you. In my heart, Lord, be glorified. Be glorified. In my heart, Lord, be glorified today. In my life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In my life, Lord, be glorified today. In my mind, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In my mind, Lord, be glorified today. We will glorify the King of Kings. We will glorify the Lamb. We will glorify the Lord of Lords, who is the great I am. Lord Jehovah reigns in 
righteousness, we will bow before his throne. We will worship him in righteousness, we will worship him alone. Hallelujah to the King of Kings, hallelujah to the Lamb, hallelujah to the Lord of Lords, who is the great I am, who is the great I am. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. In moments like these, I sing out a song, I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, I lift up my voice. I lift up my voice to the Lord, singing, I love you, Lord, singing, I love you, Lord, singing, I love you, Lord, I love you. In moments like these, I sing out a song, I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, I lift up my voice, I lift up my voice to the Lord, singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. I love you. You are Jesus name above all names beautiful savior glorious lord 
Emmanuel, God is with us. Blessed Redeemer, living word. You are Jesus, name above all names. Beautiful Savior, glorious Lord. Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word, blessed Redeemer, living word. So we worship him this morning, we praise him, we lift him up and we give him thanks and yes, He's given us a word this morning. He's speaking to us as he always do. He loves us. He chastises us. He rebukes us. He heals us. He gives us mercy. He loves us. He teaches us. He shows us what is the right way to go. And when we are on the wrong path, he brings us back. You are Jesus name above all names beautiful savior glorious lord emmanuel god is with us blessed redeemer living word and i call out and forth all prayer warriors and intercessors please stay on the wall and prayer cry out for god's mercy because the enemy has taken over this land there's too much bloodshed in the land and remember i sent out a message god gave me that rachel was crying weeping and wailing for her children because she just couldn't be comforted but the Bible said, know that your children will come back from the land of the enemy. So the streets are bloody, the bloody, bloody streets. and everywhere lord have mercy have mercy have mercy have mercy on us lord have mercy on us we come repenting lord Ikora 
Roma Mandia Soto, Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy, Lord, we cry out for mercy, for mercy, 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 Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord, Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy, Christ of mercy, Lord of mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Oh, blessed Jesus, when that message was going out yesterday, all I could see as I was giving, sending the message about two going to be in the, at the mill or two in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. Oh, Help us, Lord. Help us. You are a helper. You said you are a helper. Be calling on the helper. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us. Oh, God, have mercy on us. Mm, have mercy on us. Have mercy. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Lord. God, you're the only one we can turn to. We pray that they will turn to you before it's a before it's a day too late. Help us. Innocent blood is being shed innocent children we cry out to you lord have mercy have mercy have mercy you see and you know have mercy we ask you to turn their hearts back to you father in the name of jesus have mercy well our scripture this morning is uh, oh blessed be the name of the lord From Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 to 22. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 to 22 says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, right? These things said the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou was cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable 
and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyes salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an heir, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that hath an heir, let, the, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. John the Revelator wrote that. These were things spoken to John. These are letters speaking to us. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 to 22, as I read in your hearing. Laodicea was the wealthiest of the seven cities. It was known for its banking industry. We live in the Bahamas and we have banking industry as well. We don't have any, well, a few manufacturers, factoring plants. It's no, it was known for its banking industry, manufacture of wool, and a medical school that produced eye salve. But the city had always had a problem with its water supply. We have water supply. We have drinking water. Some is not drinkable. Well, what about our living water? What is our living water polluted? Or is it pure? But the city had always had a problem with its water supply. At one time, an, an aqueduct was built to bring water to the city from hot springs. But by the time the water reached the city, it was neither hot nor refreshingly cool, only lukewarm. Well, when, when it's very hot over the past couple of days, it was so hot, you didn't need a water heater. All you had to do was turn on the top and you was getting hot water. But this had a problem. But the time the water reached the city, it was neither hot nor refreshingly cool, only lukewarm. The church had become as bland as the tap water that came into the city. Lukewarm water makes a disgusting drink. The church in Laodicea had become lukewarm 
and thus distasteful and repugnant. You ever went to make your tea and the water really didn't wasn't boiled, it was lukewarm? It doesn't taste well. The church in Laodicea had become lukewarm and thus distasteful and repugnant. The believers didn't take a stand for anything. They just went to church. Indifference had led to idleness. They just figured, okay, Sunday I'm going to put on my pretty clothes or suit. I'm going to church. By neglecting to do anything for Christ, the church had become hardened and self-satisfied, and it was destroying itself. There is nothing more disgusting than a half-hearted, I will repeat that again. There is nothing more disgusting than a half-hearted, in-name-only Christian who is self-sufficient. Don't settle for following God halfway. He needs all of you. Like Christ, let Christ put a match to your faith and light that match and light up your faith. Let Christ fire up your faith and get you into the action. Sometime you need a heat. Okay? And the heat comes with the press. And the press will press the oil out of you and you'll be fired up to do God's work. Sometime we need to go through the fire. Sometimes we need to go through some crushing and all of a sudden, oh God, I want you. And all I want to do is God's work. So some of us need a little bit of fire to push our faith to the next dimension. Verse 17, they said, you say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. Sometimes you hear people say, oh, I don't need nothing. All my bills are paid, but you need Jesus. You need peace of mind, because you have, could have all the wealth in the world, but you're miserable. You have no peace. Some believers falsely assume that numerous material possessions a sign of God's spiritual blessing. Laodicea was a wealthy city, and the church was also wealthy. There are many wealthy churches, you wouldn't believe it. They, they have millions of dollars stashed away in a bank on fixed deposit or on bonds or wherever. But yet, the people in the church are miserable, they have no peace, and they don't even know they're lost. Because a lot of them depend on their money as their God. So Laodicea was a wealthy city. And the church was also wealthy. But what the Laodiceans could see and buy had become more valuable to them than what is unseen and eternal. Wealth, luxury, and ease can make people feel confident satisfied and complacent but no matter how much you possess or how much 
money you make, you have nothing if you don't have a vital relationship with Christ. Can I say that again? No matter how much you possess or how much money you make, you have nothing if you don't have a vital relationship with Christ. How does your current level of wealth affect your spiritual desire? How? Instead of centering your life primarily on comfort and luxury, find your true riches in Christ. Only what you do for Christ will last. You store up these treasures on earth, moth and rust corrupt and thieves break in and steal. We need to store up our treasures in heaven. Verse 18, it says, I counsel you to buy from me gold, glory, refined in the fire, so you can become rich and white clothes as righteousness to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. You know, the truth be told, I should have been sending out this message from 7.30 this morning or just before because I was up from right after 3. But the vision that God gave me, I was like, what? And here is the scripture. He gave me a vision where you can see the nakedness of the people, not from the front, from behind, or they turn their backs on God. They, I mean, stripped. Nakedness. In other words, we don't care. We're going to do what we want to because we have our money. We can take care of ourselves. We don't need you. But God is speaking. Every minute of the day, God is speaking. Every time I hear someone, okay, someone else died from the COVID. Okay, someone else got murdered. Someone, the enemy has Take, look like he went wild, but God is still speaking. He's saying, I want to cover you. I would cover you with righteousness. I want to cover you with love. I want to cover you with peace. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm sure the enemy didn't want me to speak this word this morning because there were so much distractions. But God have a way of moving all those distractions because this word have to come forth. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put in your eyes so you can see. Laodicea was known for its great wealth. But Christ told the Laodiceans to buy their gold from him. In other words, real spiritual treasures. The city was proud of its cloth and dyeing industries. But Christ told them to purchase white clothes, which is righteousness, from him. His righteousness. You stand him, listen. That ain't righteousness you're dealing with. Your heart. Laodicea prided itself on its precious eye salve that healed many eye problems. 
But Christ told them to get medicine from him to heal their eyes so they could see the truth. A lot of people are blind and they don't even know they're blind. They go to church all the time. A lot of people sitting in the congregation and, and are blind. Well, Philip had to go to the eunuch. I'm sure the eunuch had just come from church or synagogue, wherever. But he was blind, spiritually blind. And so, so, the, so the Holy Ghost had to send Philip to him to open up his eyes to the truth. Their eyes, Christ told them to get medicine from him to heal their eyes so they could see the truth. John chapter 9 verse 39 says, John 9 and 39 says, thank you, Jesus. And 39 says, let me find it. John chapter 9 verse 39 declares, and Jesus said, for judgment, I am come into the world that they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind. In other words, you say and you see, okay, your seeing is worldly seeing. But he said, for judgment, I am come into this world that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. Christ was showing the Laodiceans that true value was not in material possessions, but in a right relationship with God. Their possessions and achievements were valueless compared with the everlasting future of Christ's kingdom. Verse 19, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. That's what he was telling them. God would discipline this lukewarm church unless it turned from its indifference toward him. God's purpose in discipline is not to punish, but to bring people back to him. I want to repeat that. God's purpose in discipline is not to punish, but to bring people back to him. Are you lukewarm in your devotion to God? God may discipline you to help you out of your uncaring attitude but he uses only loving discipline because he's love. You can avoid God's discipline by drawing near to him again through confession, service, worship, and studying his word. Just as the spark of love can be rekindled in marriage, so the Holy Spirit can reignite our zeal for God when we follow him to work in our hearts. Let me say that again. 
You can avoid God's discipline by drawing near to him again through confession, service, worship, and studying his word. Just as a spark of love can be rekindled in marriage, so the Holy Spirit can reignite our zeal for God when we allow him to work in our hearts. Verse 20, it says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If any hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. The Laodicean church was complacent and rich. They felt self-satisfied, but they didn't have Christ's presence among them. Christ knocked at the door of their hearts. But they were so busy enjoying worldly pleasures that they didn't notice that he was trying to enter. The pleasures of this world, which is money, security, material possessions, can be dangerous because their temporary satisfaction makes us indifferent to God's offer of everlasting satisfaction. Those things of the world are just temporary. If you find yourself feeling indifferent to, to God or to the Bible, you have begun to shut God out of your life. Leave the door of your heart constantly open to God. Leave the door of your heart constantly open to God. And you won't need to worry about hearing his knock. You'll hear it. Letting him in is your only hope for lasting fulfillment. Jesus is knocking on the door of our hearts every time we sense we should turn to him. Jesus wants to have fellowship with us and he wants us to open up to him. He is patient and persistent in trying to get through to us. Not breaking and entering, but knocking. He allows us to decide whether or not to open. He gives us that choice. He allows us to decide whether or not to open our lives to him. Do you intentionally keep his life-changing presence and power on the other side of the door? Someone's knocking at the door. Someone ringing the bell. Open the door and let him come in to your heart. Jesus is knocking at the door. Jesus is ringing the bell. Open the door and let him come in to your heart. Do not intentionally keep him on the outside of the door, but open the door and let him in. Verse 21 says, To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame 
and sat down with my father on his throne. Verse 22, he who has an heir, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. At the end of each letter to these churches that John sent letters to, the believers were urged to listen and take to heart what was written to them. Although a different message was addressed to each church, all the messages contain warnings and principles for everyone, us as well. Which letter speaks most directly to your church? Which has the greatest bearing on your own spiritual condition at this time? He that hath an heir, let him hear. We don't want to be lukewarm. We don't want to be hot or cold. We want to be ready when he comes. If you hear his voice knocking at your heart's door, let him in. The Bible say, hear and your soul shall live. He loves you. He cares very much for you. And you can come to him. You don't have to bring no money. You don't have to bring no price. It's free. He said freely you have received. Freely give. And in Isaiah chapter 55, he's a merciful God. He says, Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Come, yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat, eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me, here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for witness for the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. And for the Holy One of Israel, for he had glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. And so what God is saying, I will read the rest of it, for ye shall go with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. What he's saying? It's time to come. It's time to turn. He's merciful. He's merciful. He is merciful. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But he's saying, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he'll, he will have mercy. He's a merciful God. He's letting you know he will have mercy upon you once we turn to him he will pardon us and so i pray that you will find in your hearts to pray for people who do not know god pray for souls that they will come to know god pray for them if you don't know their names it doesn't matter jesus pray for the sinners that they will come to know jesus he's merciful and that's why god sent jesus with mercy and with pardon so let us continue to pray and cover our nation because our nation needs our prayers pray for everyone and father I've given your people your word you said and you're still saying These words were spoken by the Amen. That's God. That's Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit, the faithful and true witness. The rule of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. You can't be both, either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's the other version. Because you say you're rich. You say you've acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. He's saying, I counsel you to buy from me gold refine in the fire he wants to refine us go through the process so you can become rich that's the richness that's the treasures in heaven 
and white clothes to wear. That's righteousness, holiness. So you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. He loves us. He rebukes us. He disciplines us, but he loves us. So I pray God's mercy, his grace, his love will continue to cover us, keep us, keep us from the evil one. Keep us from the evil one, Lord God. Cover us under your wings. Under his wings, I'm safely abiding. Though the night glitters and darkness are wild, still I can trust him. No evil can harm me. He is my father and I am his child. Under his wings, under his wings, who from his love can sever. Under his wings, my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Continue to let God do the work in all of us. Go through the process and overcome. Because he said, to him who overcomes, he will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as Jesus overcame and sat down with his father on his throne, he who hath an heir, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And Father, continue to bless your people and keep them safe. In the name of Jesus, I love you. God bless you.